Trump-related SPACs go parabolic. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell hints at tapering and Snapchat crashes. And we go over the biggest headlines of the week. This is the Running With The Money weekly recap. Let's get into it. And we are back with another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. I'm your host, Luke Donay, and we're going to get right into it. The Dow Jones currently sits up 145 points. We have the NASDAQ down 98, S&P 500 up 2, and the Russ 2K down 7. Meanwhile, the VIX spiking 1.8%. You take a look at what's going on with yields, and you see that the U.S. 10-year Treasury is actually slightly down, currently sitting at 1.657%. Meanwhile, oil making up some losses from yesterday, up one. 1.54% on WTI um, and we have Brent up a percent and net gas up 3.30%. So overall, not a terrible day in the market, kind of choppy, but what is running the market today? What are the biggest headlines of the day and the biggest one of today? Well, it's multiple. It's these Trump related specs and mainly this DWAC, that's the ticker, Digital World Acquisition Corp. Now it is a SPAC taking former President Trump's planned social media platform, uh, Truth social public. Now, this is very interesting what's going on here. Maybe investors believe um, that President Trump's platform is going to do quite well because he has such a big user base. They're going to shift away from the core big social media players like Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, others, many doubting that. But this stock getting a huge boost ever since um, really the headlines started to pick up on it. So you take a look here at uh, DWAC, that's the ticker, and it's up over 800% in just the past five days alone. Today, as we speak, it's up over 105%, and this thing continues to move to the upside. Other SPACs related to it are also getting a boost, which is very interesting. Meanwhile, you see all the other social media names in the game today absolutely getting crushed. Facebook, Twitter down today, um, mainly down, and Snapchat mainly down because of those snap earnings and snap results, which were not good whatsoever, and we're going to dig into those here later today, but we had to bring up this SPAC mania, um, DWAC trending on Reddit's Wall Street Bets, also trending on Twitter, and apparently it's rumored to be trending on other social media platforms such as TikTok. So very interesting stuff here. DWAC trending along with a few other SPACs related to this. You also saw the warrants to this SPAC go absolutely nuts. If you take a look at the warrants to the SPAC, those also saw similar increases. So very interesting stuff when it comes to these Trump-related SPACs absolutely crushing it to the upside and going parabolic. Definitely not something, um, in my opinion, you would consider a safe investment, but a lot of people um, rolling dice and gambling on DWAC. Now, shifting into some words by Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. And what's going on with the Fed Chair Jerome Powell? What is he talking about? Well, we all know that the Fed's been talking about tapering quite a darn bit. In the last meeting, they talked about it a lot, and they gave the market a timeline that they were going to taper or start tapering. Um, they said soon, unquote, but they didn't really give um, an exact date, and we're still on that, quote, soon timeline. Um, so you take a look here, and Powell did know in a online conference, he said, quote, I do think it's time to taper. I don't think it's time to raise rates. We think we can be patient and allow the labor market to heal. So 
in essence, Jerome Powell, he wants to start tapering those bond purchases and those mortgage-backed securities purchases of $120 billion a month. He wants to start tapering those, but he doesn't believe it is time to start raising rates. And that is really what the market is fearing here is that the Fed will have to raise rates earlier than expected because inflation is much worse than they expected. Now, Powell once again also reiterated in this conference that he believes inflation is transitory, it's momentary, and that it is going to eventually go away. A lot of experts believe just the opposite. They're saying this is real inflation and this inflation is here to stay. A lot of the inflation you're seeing, you're seeing quite a bit of inflation is wage inflation, and a lot of that is real inflation that is not temporary, it's long-term inflation. So there's a lot of issues in the economy, inflation being one of them. The labor market is really pretty darn bad bad right now. It has been improving. As we know, we saw those improving numbers over the past two weeks out of the labor market, but Fed Chair Jerome Powell believes he needs to give time for the labor market to heal. He doesn't want to raise rates, but he does think it's time to start tapering and soon, and therefore maybe that's why you're seeing some downside action within the markets, especially in the tech names today, Um, but that also could be at least the downside in the NAS today could also mostly be led by those snap earnings, which we're going to dig into here in just a minute. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have Credit Suisse reiterating Amazon as outperformed. You take a look at Amazon today in the stock. Well, it's not performing so hot. In fact, it's down 2.33% as we speak, currently sitting at 3,354 bucks per share. So what does Credit Suisse have to say about Amazon? They say, quote, we maintain our outperform rating with the thesis based on the following one, e-commerce segment operating margin expansion as it grows into its larger infrastructure. Two, optionality for faster than expected free cash flow growth via its advertising segment. And three, upward bias to AWS revenue forecast and likely more moderate deacceleration path as suggested by ongoing capital intensity in the business. So, Credit Suisse, liking Amazon, liking um, the margin improvements that the company is seeing and is expected to see, and therefore, they're liking Amazon as the leader of the e-com world. You shift into this call by UBS, downgrading Intel to neutral from buy. Ouch. What did UBS have to say about Intel? They said, quote, the unexpected disclosure around the new long-term financial model CapEx and margin trajectory finally provides a framework for the next few years to which the stock can anchor itself and rips off the proverbial band-aid on gross margins. To that end, the 51 to 53% gross margin targets for the next two to three years is not great, but also is not terrible given where some investors feared. And the C2022 revenue guidance is actually a little better than street. Um, but UBS, regardless, still downgrading the name um, Intel to neutral from buy. And then we have RBC initiating coverage of Boeing as outperform, a name that hasn't been doing so hot lately either. Now, what did RBC have to say about Boeing? They said, quote, we are initiating coverage of Boeing at outperform with a $275 price target. We believe the stock presents an attractive entry point from a cyclical perspective and believe that expected 2022-2023 inventory drawdown will provide positive free cash flow momentum. Very solid stuff. Coming into RBC, on Boeing. Very interesting call here. Boeing, well, how is it performing today? You take a look in the stock. Well, it's down 0.55%. That's $1.17. Currently sitting at 213.17 a share. 
and it has been in a continual downtrend over the past six months. In fact, you take a look at the performance, and in the past three months, Boeing is down 3.77% and is down near the date 0.41%, so not the best performance for Boeing on a year-to-date basis. And then Shifting into this final analyst call, JP Morgan upgrading Zoom to overweight from neutral. What did JP Morgan have to say about Zoom? One of the mega stay-at-home names that hasn't been doing too hot lately. Well, they said, quote, the stock is down over 33% since our downgrade back on December 9th, 2020, as investors have factored in the growth slowdown post-pandemic tailwinds. We believe growth will bottom in the fourth quarter, but think the market has priced that into the current stock price such that the risk reward looks more attractive so jp morgan here liking the risk reward of zoom video as current price of 278 bucks a share way off those highs all the way up at 400 bucks a share so very interesting call on zoom maybe it's time to buy if you take a look at the three-month performance of zoom it is down big time down 22.6 percent in the past three months down 46 percent in the past year a name to take a look at and then finally our last headline of the day, the biggest one yet, and this is Snapchat. So they delivered earnings last night, and this thing got absolutely crushed. You take a look at Snap as we speak, and this stock is absolutely getting pummeled, down 25.23% as we speak, 56.15 a share, way off where it was just at the close last night, just over 75 a share, and this stock is absolutely getting hammered. It's unbelievable. And you see the other social media names, such as Facebook and Twitter, absolutely getting crushed as well. And, you know, you look at these results, and they weren't bad. They delivered an adjusted earnings per share of $0.17 cents versus $0.08, cents. revenue of $1.07 billion versus $1.10 billion. So, what... We have to note that they missed here on revenue um, expectations, um, but they beat uh, EPS expectations. Now, average revenue per user, that also missed coming in at $3.49 um, versus $3.67 that was expected. And Glowly Daily Active Users actually beat the expectation coming in at $306 million versus $301.8 million. So overall, you see Snapchat missing on revenue, missing on ARPU, but beating on DAUs and EPS. Um, very interesting stuff there. But what was the real headline coming out of Snapchat that caused this sell-off? You could argue in all of the large social media names, and that is Snap CEO Evan Spiegel um, basically saying that Apple's changes, their consumer-friendly, unquote, changes, created um, some issues for the social media company. In fact, he goes on to say, quote, in the call last night, while we anticipated some degree of business disruptions, um, the new Apple-provided measurement solution did not scale as we had expected, making it more difficult for our advertising partners to measure and manage their ad campaigns for iOS. So in essence, Apple's changes, their privacy changes that they made, making it much more difficult for Snapchat and you could argue Facebook and Twitter now after these earnings results um, to deliver the earnings results that they were previously delivering and they did not expect as much of a hit as they um, received out of these Apple changes. So very interesting stuff. Many investors wondering if, you know, somehow these companies can get 
around these Apple changes? And if not, how does growth look in the coming years? Very interesting stuff out of Snapchat, the stock down big time, maybe a long-term opportunity. If you're still bullish on the social media names, which many, many are, I'm one of those people that's still bullish on social media, um, but definitely a name to take a look at and an opportunity to investigate. Now, shifting into the week, we're going to quickly recap the biggest headlines of the week. And first, we have on Monday, um, we saw Facebook hire for the metaverse. They created those plans to hire 10,000 highly skilled um, workers in the EU for the next five years that we're going to join their metaverse team. And we know that Facebook is targeting this metaverse. Um, back in July, they talked about the metaverse and they basically showed everyone their plans and it was basically a concept um, mix between VR and AR in this digital world where people can actually inhabit the digital world and live a life digitally is crazy. Um, and you see, in essence, um, in July, they said, quote, today's portal and Oculus can teleport you into a room with another person, regardless of physical distance or to new virtual worlds and experiences. But to achieve our full version of the metaverse, we also need to build the connective tissue between these spaces so you can remove the limitations of physics and move between them with the same ease as moving from one room to the next. So interesting stuff out of Facebook, and that was Andrew Bosworth, who leads their virtual reality um, reality labs team. And then the final um, headline we actually went over for Monday was those Apple rollouts. They released those new MacBooks, new AirPods, some new music services for the HomePod. Interesting stuff there. And you actually saw the stock hold up and actually move to the upside some after that event. Um, and they introduced the M1 Pro Max chip or whatever to the new MacBooks. So interesting stuff out of Apple as well. And those were the biggest headlines on Monday. And then Tuesday, we had some sizable headlines. For instance, Facebook partnering with Coinbase to host their digital wallet. Um, Coinbase being their digital wallet holder or their crypto holder or custody. Um, so very interesting stuff between the partnership with Coinbase and Facebook. That was a major headline on Tuesday and one to look into. You've seen Coinbase stock continue to move to the upside throughout the week. And then also Tuesday, we had the first Bitcoin futures ETF trade um, under tickle symbol BITO, and that is the ProShares Bitcoin strategy ETF. It's a futures-based Bitcoin ETF, and it opened up 3% um, on Tuesday throughout the week. It's been pretty darn volatile. And then Wednesday, we had PayPal. Um, actually, they didn't announce, but it was rumored and articles came out that said PayPal was in talks to acquire Pinterest. And that news came out, and we saw PayPal trade significantly to the downside Pinterest um, trade significantly to the upside and it was rumored and it is still rumored that PayPal and they have actually noted that PayPal is discussing acquiring the company around 70 bucks a share which would value Pinterest at 39 billion dollars and as we know Pinterest has traded above 70 bucks a share before so interesting stuff um, when it comes to PayPal possibly acquiring Pinterest those talks are still in process and then also on Tuesday we had Paul Tudor Jones a billionaire hedge fund manager go on to say that inflation was probably, quote, the single biggest threat to certainly financial markets and I think to society just in general. That's what he told CNBC in a Wednesday interview. Paul Tudor Jones went on to say that there's a lot of ways um, to hedge yourself against inflation, crypto possibly being one of those. In fact, he did know it's one of the best, Bitcoin possibly being one of the best inflation hedges in that interview. So interesting stuff coming out of Paul Tudor Jones throughout the week. And then finally on Thursday, we saw John 
jobless claims fall. Um, in fact, jobless claims totaled 290,000 for the week of October 16th. That's down 6,000 from the previous week and beat the Dow expectation at 300,000. Um, so good results coming out of the labor market um, over the past few weeks. Um, at least better results. I wouldn't say good, but better results coming out on the jobless claims front. And then WeWork on Thursday finally went public um, after a failed IPO in 2019 and some scandals with their CEO and a big investment in, uh, out of SoftBank. The company finally went public at a valuation of around, unfortunately, $7 billion instead of what was once, actually $9 billion instead of what was once the $47 billion valuation back in 2019. But that was the week, a pretty darn eventful week and a choppy week in the markets. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast, and that's the weekly recap right there, the biggest headlines of the day and the biggest headlines of the week. And also go back and give all the previous briefings a listen. We go in to those big headlines throughout the week more in depth in each daily briefing. We have a briefing every single day, Monday through Friday, where we go over the biggest headlines of the day, company-specific news, and the biggest analyst calls. And then finally, go give my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen. They're continually turning out some of the best um, content out there in the FinTwit and financial community. Um, and it's insightful information, big time interviews. And, and I honestly absolutely love the show. So go give Pounding the Table a listen over on Spotify. Also, you can listen to them pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts. Um, and continue to give us here at Running With The Money a listen on runningwiththemoney.com. You can check out all of our breakdowns that we put out. We're putting out roughly one to two breakdowns a week or deep dives where we deep dive into a company in a very simplistic way. Um, and it's like a five, six minute read and you get a lot of great information on a company and it's a great start to start researching. Um, either way, go check out runningwiththemoney.com, pounding the table. And finally, give us a follow on our social media platforms at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram and at Luke Donay on Twitter. If you have any questions, any recommendations, any feedback, we love to hear it. Tweet me at Luke Donay. Anyway, thank you for listening. Easily Profit, and I will see you on Monday once again to go over the biggest headlines.